Blog Talk Radio. everybody, and welcome to another episode of NC MMA Radio. This is your host, Tyson Roush. You can follow the show on our website, www.ncmmaradio.com. Also, we are on Instagram and Twitter, NCMMA underscore radio. In this episode, we have a very special guest, Corey Anderson, following a interesting fight at UFC 198. Uh, if you're a UFC fan by now, you know it's kind of a controversial decision where Many people had Corey winning the fight two rounds to one against Shogun Hua, but unfortunately that did not come to fruition. So here's Corey Anderson with his thoughts on the fight and everything else. So, Corey, this is Tyson. What's up, man? Good. I feel good health-wise. Physically, I'm good. Mentally, eh, not so much. But, you know, we get back to the drawing board and we grow from it. You know, how do you – how was this whole entire experience from you just starting from the beginning just – the crowd of Brazil, even at weigh-ins, it seemed like it was just so much like animosity and tension and things like that. How was that experience for you? That's nothing to me. The crowd at the weigh-ins and at the fight, I paid no attention. Like I tell everybody, when I step out there Saturday, I got tunnel vision. Until the 15-minute bell goes off, then I see the rest of it. From the time I walk out, the time I'm in the cage, that last 15-minute bell goes off. I don't hear nothing else. I don't see nothing else. I saw somebody this morning. I don't even remember being a ref in the cage the whole fight. I don't remember being a ref in, any, in the cage any fight until they grab you or the fight is over and hold your hand to announce the winner. Like, I never really realized that. Like, I'm so into the zone, I never noticed that it's, not, it's a ref in the cage until after when they announce the winner. But that's just my vision. That's how I am. Now, did you have any challenges hearing your coaches throughout the fight just based on the crowd noise and things like that? Yeah, that you did. You could tell with the coaches. It kind of made it seem like they were obsolete. Like um, sometimes I couldn't hear Mark calling out the coach, but then sometimes I could hear him, but it was just so muffled between all the cheers and the crowds and the oohs and the eyes. So it was kind of like we was fighting on autopilot, which Mark called it. And he told me in the back, it's going to be it's 45,000 people versus three of us. It's going to be a very slight chance that you're going to hear us the whole fight. When you can't hear us, just go to autopilot. Do what you've been doing the whole camp. And um, I think I fought probably 65% of the fight on No, and, and it, it was a great fight, man. I mean, you know, looking at the first round, it seems like you were moving really well. Um, you got off some pretty good kicks. Was that bothering you at all? Like, is he a kick to your lead leg? No, they... I watched the fight probably four times a year. Brian Stamp saying, all right now, Shogun is chopping down Corey's lead leg to stop his movement. But then, like, Mark asked me this morning, like, how's the leg? Like, I don't even remember him kicking me. Like, it was, like, I would feel it, but I don't think kicks really bother me in the fight. I don't know. I don't know how to say it. Maybe I just haven't found, fought the right person to land the kick in the right spot to where it hurt. 
But in the fight and after, I didn't even realize that he was throwing kicks. It didn't really bother me that much. Yeah, and I guess the, the big thing in the first round was towards the end, you know, you got knocked down. Were you in any jeopardy? Did, were, you, were you stunned or rocked or anything? Or it was just like it was a, it was a good shot and, and that was it? So the first round, I was definitely rocked. That one, he hit me, caught me right behind it. It was a ring in my ears. This time when it hit me, everything shook real fast. and started spinning, so it was kind of like, You recovered pretty quickly. The second round, you're, you're back at it. You're using your movement. You're, you're moving around. And then towards the end again, it seemed like, you know, I'm really not sure how you were knocked down again, but was that something where you were caught off guard or was it just like, were you like, did it, was it a slip? That was like, um, I talked to one of the guys that was a judge that he said he called it for a right, the right hand drop move. But if you look like his right hand came, but his right hand was more of like a stiff, like a push, like the move we use. At the gym, like where you catch the leg and push at the same time they kick, that was more what it was like to me because I didn't feel his punch hit me, but he did a great job catching my heel as I took the kick and lifting my leg high. Like as soon as I kicked him, he pulled the heel high and it kind of like pulled my other foot off the mat and just put me right on my ass. But um, on my butt. But as I saw him get ready to come, like I was well aware of everything there. So I seen him get ready to do the ground and pound. If you watch the fight, you'll see I kind of get to my hip and move out the way of the first three or four punches before he gets on top of me and start raining down punches. But there's only a few seconds left, so I was able to get out of there. Yeah, and I think the the thing that the most important part of that for that round with me was your takedowns. I think that was like a should have been a deciding factor. Is that your viewpoint as well? Where in terms of just the round, like the takedown should play a primary like point in that. I mean, you would think so. I mean, I wanted to take down. I got him down and held him down for a good bit of time, landed a couple shots. Um, and also in the first round, it's kind of like, uh, like I don't know if the refs had their eyes closed or what. Like I said, I'm not one to make excuses. I lost. You know, fair and square. He got the win. Congratulations. Shogun, his camp. It was a learning lesson. I'm ready to do it again. But at the same time, it's like you look at the stats, and they got him marked down for two knockdowns, both where he punched me. But one of them was where he caught the foot. And they don't give me any knockdowns, but in the first round, I threw a right leg kick and chopped both of his legs off underneath him and dropped him to his face. But they didn't give me that. So it's kind of like that is the only thing I have to say about the fight. That's the only negative thing I have to say in the scoring. Everything else, it could have went either way. You know, it was a good fight. It was a battle. Like I said, I expect a battle. I'm going against the former champ, a legend. I'm expecting to go out here and it's going to be a war. And that it was. And it came down to the wire, and he got it. You know, hats off to him. I don't make excuses. But I'm just pretty upset that they didn't give me at least the one knockdown on the scorecard because that also could have played a part. I mean, from the difference of a draw to I could have got the win. But they made it seem like it never happened. Yeah, it was strange because, you know, as everybody was watching the fight, and as you know, you know, everybody at NCMA was all supporting you, the, the, you know, 
Rivalese was packed, and everybody, you know, we're all Corey Anderson fans, and it's going into the third round, you're like, all right, how are they scoring this? Because you, know, you had the takedowns, you had the movement, you had some very good striking. So going into the third round, you had to feel somewhat confident and good because, you know, you, you had a good takedown, so you had some momentum, I guess. Did you feel that going into the third round? Uh, in my head, I was thinking I'm losing this fight, and I got to steal the deal here. You know, kind of like I did with the Lawler fight. I felt going into the third round, I had to steal the deal. I had to get at least one good takedown and get some ground to pound off. And um, I did that again. I got the takedown. I landed some good strikes. And then I took him again on the cage and got a couple knees off in the clinch, a couple good elbows up on the cage. And um, and then kept him there on the cage. He didn't land many shots on me in the third round. I think he got like two knees off while we was in the clinch. But I don't think he, I don't remember him landing much of anything in that whole third round. But again, I don't know what the judges were seeing or what they scored or how did they score. I don't know if they gave me round three or they gave me round two. But, you know, uh, yeah, no doubt. I mean, like you know, like you said, looking back at it, I'm sure you've watched the fight many times now. As, as fans, we all watched it too, and you saw like the aftermath, like social media, media. Everybody's like, "Wow, you know, it's 29-28, Anderson, all these things." Is that kind of bittersweet for you to look back at it, or you're just saying, "You know what? It is what it is. I learned from it. I'm just moving on." I mean, right now it's, it's still a hard pill to swallow. I can't say exactly how I'm going to feel later on. But right now, I'm just thinking, take some time off. You know, but like I told one of my references, I talked to him today, and I told him, uh, I think this loss hurt me more than it did getting knocked out. I would have rather got some knocked out over the outcome I had because I put it all out there, you know. I did everything I could. I worked hard, all the way to the buzzer. That's how my coach always told me. You go all the way to the buzzer, go as hard as you can, you know, no matter what. And I felt at the end, I felt I did quite a bit. But at the same time, I didn't think I did enough because I knew I was in Brazil. And I knew he had dropped me twice, according to them. So it was like, did you do enough to actually win this fight? And I told Mark Henry, I told him, like, bro, we got it. You came back. You got it. You stole the fight. I told him, no, we didn't. No, we didn't. We didn't win. I went to Bruce Buffer and I asked him, like, Bruce, tell me before you announce it. Did I win? I know I didn't win. Did I tell me? He just like, I can't say anything. But then I knew, like, it wasn't enough to make up for the two so-called knockdowns to them. Like I said, I give him the first knockdown. Yes, he knocked me down there. The second one, it was more of a takedown. Okay, that's fine. I put a takedown down instead of another knockdown. And, again, it could have been a difference between a draw or whatever. But right now it's definitely messing with my head a little bit. Um, you know, you see people and you hear people talk about getting screwed over all the time, blase, blase in other countries. And I've always been the type to say, well, even if they say don't leave in the hands of the judges, like finish the fight. But I feel like even if you leave in the hands of the judges, as long as you dominate the fight, there's no question. But uh, I think that's what I'm more upset about this time. I didn't get to dominate the fight. And uh, first round, I just went, it took me a long time to get started. It took me quite a bit to get going the way I wanted to go. My movement was good, but the punches wasn't there. I wasn't throwing them how I should have. The right hand wasn't landing like I wanted to. And the um, second round, when it came around, you know, it could have been too late. You know, some judges, they had their eyes set on him having the momentum and probably just kept scoring him up more. But then you look back at the count, the punch count, so you could tell, like, the eye struck him every round. Um, according to the position control or the fight control, in the UFC side, I have more control of the whole fight. 
And like I said, coming out the fight, I was more level-headed about it. You know, I'm still level-headed about it. But I kept telling Mark and the coach, like, calm down, coach. We got to help. We went out there, we did our thing. We go back to the drawing board. We get him on the next one. But then after I watched the fight and I see what everybody was saying, it's just like, now I want to know. I want to sit there with those refs and just, or the judges and have a conversation. I'm like, what did you score it on? Like, how did you score it and what did you see that made you do this? Like, if at the end you go back and see I doubled his strength and had ten times more control than him in the whole fight, how did you give him the fight? Because he knocked me down twice in the last within the last ten seconds. So 20 seconds of the whole fight, that's what you based it on? All right, it's just now, like you say, like you can hear it in my voice, I'm sure. It's just a tough one to swallow. Just knowing me and you know how I work all all day, every day, and I work so hard so you don't have to feel this way again and uh, for it to come up this way. It's, that just makes it even tougher. Yeah, no doubt, man. That's something like, you know, we all watch you train. I mean, anybody that's a fan of yours, they see you on you know, social media with all your workout videos, your training regimen, your determination, and to see how it all goes down and it's – to even try to explain it or justify it, it's just it's just kind of ridiculous. Like it just doesn't make any sense to to me, and I can only sense your frustration. So now, as you look forward, I guess you're gonna take some time off, rest, recover, then get back at it. I guess that's what your plan is. Is listen to your body and do what's smart for the career. And with that being said, the smartest thing would be to take time off until I'm 100% and then come back and kill it in the gym again. I mean, I keep killing it in the gym. Well, my body is only at 50, 60% every day, but I'm giving it 100% of what I've got, but I'm shorting myself every day because I'm not, I'm only giving 60% of what I could possibly do if I was 100% healthy. So, you know, so I was going to let myself heal up however long it takes. I'm in no rush. I wanted to fight in Dubai, in Chicago, my hometown, but if my body's not feeling right, there's no point of risking myself coming back and possibly taking a second loss in a row and then putting my career in jeopardy. But um, I'll be doing light stuff. I'll be doing moving around, some jump roping, running, but body-to-body contact, sparring and whatnot, especially Brian Stam told me. After taking big shots like that, and the way you came back in and just kept going right back into the fire, you need to give your head at least four weeks off. Like, you don't need to jump back and sparring for at least another four weeks. Ice your head as much as possible. Make sure if any swelling there on your brain is going down before you take another shot, you know? So, um I keep telling her, but I don't have long in this sport. I don't want to be one of those fighters to be in it forever, so that's why I was pushing myself so hard, so hard, so hard. And I'm still going to push myself hard, but I still want to be able to, in that short time that I'm in the game, I want to be as healthy as possible. So I think it's time I start switching up the train a little bit. I'm still going to be beefing 25-8, but I'm just going to take a little bit more time off. And like you said, you follow the Instagram and whatnot, so if you read the post, you saw since I've been in college, I haven't taken a day off from training. I went from my freshman year in college wrestling all the way through my senior year in college wrestling, never taking a day off from practice, from training and lifting. And every day I did something throughout college, my whole college career. And I went right from the national finals match to the MMA gym. And it was the same thing with the MMA. I've probably taken 10 days off in three years, so my body is screaming at me. You know, I got torn shoulders and torn ligaments in my legs and all that from fighting and wrestling a long time ago, it's just adding up, you know, it makes me feel old, but I'm only 26 years old because I'm not taking care of my body the way I should be. I preach it all the time, but at the same time, my mindset is if I miss a workout, somebody's passing me up. So every time I'm sitting there on a rest day, somehow, some way, I end up doing something 
physical to tear my body back down. So I'm just going to take time and just let myself heal. Going to Puchacana on Friday. And, uh, yeah, escape from the world, no phones. Hopefully out there and just enjoy myself. Yeah, you never know, man. If you take some time off, there's always that UFC 205 in Madison Square Garden if you start getting that urge, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what I said. I told Mark if I wasn't back in time to get on the UFC in Chicago, I'd just do the Madison Square Garden card. But then, like Mark said, you know how many people try and get on that? So uh, I'm not going to hold my breath for it. But whenever I'm ready, I contact Dana. I believe Dana still like me, and I don't think this fight pretty bad blood in his, or bad taste in his mouth about me. I mean, I'm still a hard worker. I'm, always, I'm the youngest guy in the 205 weight class, I believe. And not only am I the youngest, but they say the most promising, the youngest ranked guy. You know, and I'm proving myself every day. As a 26-year-old, I just fought a legend who's been fighting for 20-something years. And I've been fighting for three years, and I went all the way to the final fail with him. So can't beat yourself up too bad on stuff like that. Yeah, no doubt, man. Well, first of all, I mean, th- thank you for your time tonight. But also, you know, as fans of yours, we all admire your work ethic, your, your determination, everything you put into it. And we thought you put a great fight. And as you know, based on all the responses to your social media, we all think you won, too. So it was a great fight, great effort. And like you said, you fought a legend, too, which has got to be a great experience for you and a great learning opportunity. So thank you for your time. You know, enjoy your vacation, man. And, and we'll see you back to some boxing with us. Thank you, Tyson. I'll see you when I get back to Jersey, man. Have a good vacation, man. Yeah, later. All right, buddy. That was Corey Anderson uh, following his UFC 198 fight against Shogun Hula, which is kind of a controversial decision. Where if you watched it, and not even with you know just a an honest MMA eye, it seemed like he won two out of three rounds. You you can make an argument he won you know 14 out of 15 minutes of the fight. So it is what it is. He has a very positive attitude, and you think that he's probably determined to, you know, bounce back strong, better than ever, and it'd be awesome to see him on the card in Madison Square Garden. So we want to thank Corey for his time. Uh, Thank everybody for listening. We definitely appreciate it. You can follow this show on um, our website, ncmmaradio.com, and we'll talk to you guys again next time. Hey